Welcome to This is what we've been talking about. This is what we've been talking about. Yeah, fellas. Ah, Bring it in. Bring it in. Let's go. Come on, men. Men. Where's the men at? Where's the women men? This is a call. This is a call to all men. We need to come together. I mean, I'm not looking for men, but we're talking about men. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. Oh, we're looking for men to get together and, you know, put our strengths together and change this culture that we're in, change yeah. the direction of, of humanity because it's in a it's in a terrible position right now. We we need to band together and get some strength. <laughs> Can you spell that for me? No. <laughs> I think there's an F in there. And an M that doesn't belong. Uh, oh man. what are we yeah, talking man. about last week it seems hey, like man. forever ago dude man these weeks just take forever like i just look forward to getting together and talking about different things and uh I know. yeah man it was a good it was like a was, month ago oh these weeks are rough sometimes aren't they man Mm-hmm. but uh last week we talked about kind of another woke topic we're kind of in this kind of woke theme right now yeah and uh it was a little bit um kind of about like you know some critical race theory and an education how there was a teacher in you know um, canada who said that two plus two equals four is white supremacy and how absurd and insane that was and we kind of went into that a little bit but um we you know we brain damage dude brain damage she was dropped on her head like 12 times as a kid but you know here's the thing it wasn't just a canadian thing because you know you could you could say well well that's just canada and they're super progressive and justin trudeau was an absolute you know insane egomaniac during covid and just acted out of his mind shutting everything you know shutting things down to levels that you know you you, you can't even imagine but it wasn't just canada we even gave some examples of in the u.s some things that yeah. were going on in california and and you know basically dumbing curriculums down to to help other kids and you know help the help the kids that maybe aren't as intellectually sound and so forth so yeah of we course talk- california of, of course. course yeah what a, what a dying state that is I mean, not to mention, like, I'm from New York and you're from Maryland. Our states are terrible, too. Horrible on the East Coast. But here we are. Yeah. That big earthquake can't come soon enough. Oh, my gosh. Whether it's, you know, I mean, here's the reality. You know, (laughs) Alan and and myself, James, you know, we're here because of family. You know, if we had our own, you know, if we had our own abilities and, you know, decision making you know much earlier in life we wouldn't be in new york and maryland we just wouldn't no No. but for right now we're here and you know you listeners may say well get the heck out of there if it you know doesn't match your ideals and i think that's probably the plan for both of us but our roots are so deep you know both of our you know families are just so rooted here and then we have significant others who are rooted here and children and it's it's not that easy yeah, it's it's so. Uh, I mean, when you're talking about being a man, we're talking about taking care of your family and what's best yeah. for your family, and sometimes that's a sacrifice. And right now, that's yeah. one of the sacrifices is living Definitely. in a blue state where yeah. you know they you know do all kinds they, of stuff. To your freedoms erode, but you know what? Here's eroding. the other thing, Alan. Just real yeah. quick thought about yeah. that is, you know, if all of the good men. The men full of strong character 
leave the blue states, then who's going to fight for those states? So I think uh, in some regard, it's it's helpful for us to stay here and fight and educate and, you know, push for change because if we all just leave and go to red states you know or whatever you know there there may no not be any hope for for other men you know that are like-minded in in the states that we reside in well i mean because every red state has a large city and those large cities are blue and sooner or later they're going right. to take for as far as population goes and the voting yeah. Yeah. so you're right we need yeah. to we need to educate ourselves and our our uh, uh group of men and like men, like-minded people so that we can, uh, go out and vote and, uh, somehow fight this, uh, you know, liberalism, progressive ideology that's taking over like a weed. Yeah. (laughs) And and here's the thing. I'm going to throw this out there because, you know, obviously the last several podcasts, we've kind of gotten more ideological in our discussions and so forth. But here's the other thing, man. You know, both Alan and myself, we are open-minded people. Listen, like I want to hear the opposing views. I want to hear them. And I may not agree with them. I may think they're absolutely insane, but I want to hear them. I don't want to I don't want to completely shut them down and not even get any type of information from the other side. Mm-hmm. But that's the difference with progressivism. They want to sh- they want to completely shut down any absolutely any voice from the opposing side and and that's the scary thing because those of us who are anti-progressives you and i you know and and others we want to hear that other view because you know what we might not be right and we're open to kind of evolving in certain things but that's the difference on their side is they don't want to hear our side they want to call us racist bigots and absolutely attack our character, even though they don't have facts to back that up. There's a lot of things that are out there already that are, uh, I, you know, honestly, I, I feel like a lot of that progressive side is not common sense stuff. And I'll give you an example just real quick. Yeah. And I don't want to go into this long thing about gun control, right. but, but uh, you want to talk about stopping gun violence um, it's not a, the only way you can do it is confiscate, confiscate every single gun out there. Right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That's not going to happen. So what's the, what's the next thing at the schools? You have armed personnel, mm. uh, learn things, teach teachers how to react in certain situations, maybe not be armed themselves, but something it's not take away all the guns and have gun free zones. That makes no sense. That's not common sense. Is it? And the reality is you'll never be able to get every gun. Just like, just like you're not able to get every drug off the street. I mean, how long have we had really strict drug laws, really strict DWI driving intoxicated laws. And has that really stopped the crime much? No. Because People are criminals still gonna are going to use drugs. Yeah, okay. criminals are going to be criminals. And the reality is you cannot – see, that's the problem with progressivism. They think that we need to get to a spot where there's zero – you know, there's zero DWIs. There's zero gun, gun deaths. There's zero deaths of any kind. That is not reality, folks. Reality no. is there's always going to be deaths and people making – 
violent crime, people doing violent crimes. You cannot stop all of it. That's called humanity. This is psychology 101. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's exactly what I mean by uh, this sort of like lack of common sense, right? Right, right. I, I, I think if you just think about it on the surface, yeah, uh, I, I think it's just common sense to know that you can't stop every single thing. that happens, No, but right? they think and you can and they want to legislate it. It's it's insanity. Well, I mean, here's the other thing, man, is like I, I, I'm sure you feel the same way. Is that I don't want to see people dying from a no, mass shooting. Of course I, I, not. I don't want that. But you know what? You can't take away my right to defend myself out in public either. Right. Well, because because really it comes down to are we blaming inanimate objects for crime or are we blaming people for crime? That's it what it no comes sense. down to. It makes and, no and, sense. And the progressives want to blame inanimate objects. And the right. conservatives say you morons, you're blaming inanimate objects. Blame the people, the person. Okay, so then the question yeah. is, well, why are these people this way doing this? And let me tell you, man, I could go on a five-hour podcast right now and rip it off and explain to you why people are doing what they're doing. And I'll tell you what it is. It's called the break. It's it started a couple decade, a couple generations ago, several decades ago with the breakdown of the family. All yep. of a sudden you start having children with no parents or a father missing or a mother missing, but mostly fathers because men have absolutely dropped the ball in this. And that's one of the reasons that we're like motivated we're to do this because men have dropped the ball on this and you have a a lot of fatherless kids growing up. You know what happens when kids are fatherless? They don't feel protected. They don't feel safe. They don't feel secure. They question themselves. They don't, you know, and, and what, what does that lead to? That leads to, to, to kids being psychologically unstable. And what happens when kids are unstable? They yeah, grow they up act to do unstable things. Right. They do, they act out. And we're talking yes. about being violent. We're yes. talking about chopping your dick and balls off to become women. Yeah. We're talking about all those things wrapped into one that, that's yep. psychological issues. Yeah. And uh, you, uh, you, can't, you don't stop that from happening by banning guns. No, it's an inanimate object. You know how you change that? You change the culture. You know what you do? You know, yes. you know what, man, Alan? 30 years ago, 30 years ago. So what are we talking like in the nineties, maybe, maybe 40 years ago, eighties, nineties, so okay. 30 to 40 years ago, if you impregnated a woman, what mm. did you do? Well, you had to marry them. Yes. And you know, a lot of people <laughs> will say, oh my gosh, that's a terrible idea. That's a terrible idea because you know what? That creates this marriage that wasn't supposed to be. Well, here's the reality. If you're going to be willing to exchange bodily fluids with somebody and create a creation, a human being, homo sapien, then you need to step up to the plate as a man. Yeah. This falls on the man. I mean, yeah. I know there's, there's women that absolutely make this difficult and I get that. But th as a man, you step up to the plate and you say, Okay, this might have been an enormous mistake in my life, but I am going to do what a man does. I'm going to financially support this family. I'm going yep. to psychologically, physically, emotionally support this family unit. Me, this woman, and this kid. I'm going to marry this woman, and I'm going to take care of this kid. The difference today, Alan, is it's absolutely acceptable in society for men to create that homo sapien exchange those fluids and then walk away. 
And the only and the only consequence is possibly having to pay child support, which that's a whole other issue that we can go into because that's a busted up system too. And we could talk about that on oh a personal level where you're yeah. absolutely mistreated as a man in a lot of ways with that. But, you know, I could give you examples of men like basically ev- avoiding even, even even having to pay or even having to contribute yeah. to that. So oh, yeah. society has made it where like you can basically get off scot-free and yep. not take care of that that situation. And it's okay in society to go ahead and do what you feel is, uh, you know, for your own pleasure, which is the 30 seconds that you were able to get inside some woman that was, you know, lucky yeah. you, right? Yeah. You, and then when something happens and you have to take care of business, you're, you're, gone. Um, you're, you're gone. But guess what? That's, that comes from nobody in their life, uh, making sure that they stepped up to the responsibilities in their childhood. So they have no concept yeah. of that as an adult. Yeah. And you None. know, I want, I want to blame, I want to blame the guy that like just takes off and runs away from that situation. Yeah. And, and I think we should blame that guy. Sure. But part of me says, is it bigger than that? Should we blame society for making it so easy for him to walk away? Because that's the difference between 40 years ago and today. Yeah. yeah right? well, you were shunned and shamed and, yes. and everything else. Yes. I mean the girl, the high school girl that was that was pregnant in high school. She yes. was shamed too, and yes. the guys should be shamed too, and all that. Yes, stuff. shamed into doing That's a responsibility that you have to uh, abide by to create a society that actually works. Yep. And what happens when that is gone? We're seeing it right now. Right now, you want to know what happens? Look right now when you have millions of child. Ch- children fatherless homes okay or or parentless homes mostly fatherless and here we go you've got the person who you know has a road rage incident and wants to kill somebody yeah okay or you have you know someone cuts you in line and you want to like absolutely end their life for being <laughs> cut in line it's just these absolute insane thoughts and and there's no reasoning there's no there's no room there's no room for mercy or grace or anything for anybody anymore it's me and don't step in my way yeah uh listen man when you're talking about uh what's wrong with society we we've been talking about this from day 1 on this podcast stepping up as a man doing the right thing being disciplined uh work hard uh, protect yourself, your family, and your kids, and none of that is happening. It's nope. all about me. Yeah. Well, look, uh, I'm not even talking about uh, a situation where you know uh, people grow apart and they get divorced. Uh, I mean, I, I can happen. We could it talk happens. about that. I mean, but we're talking about a situation where you know two guys, uh, two uh, two people get together. And they make a baby from, you know, just a lustful night. A one night stand. Right. And, you know, which which there's so many problems with that from the beginning. Like, okay, I get it. I understand how that happens. But, you know, how about our men on the fact that that can happen, how to prevent that from happening. And if it does happen, what are your responsibilities after that? 
And look, our our color on this is towards men. So there's a responsibility on the other side too, but we're going to focus on the men responsibility. Sure. And the yeah. men responsibility is either you control yourself, you protect yourself, or you take responsibility to yeah. all so, those things. Exactly. Exactly. So either you don't put yourself in that position or if you do and you have a negative result or I mean, I hate to call it a negative. If there's some sort of a, a consequence that you weren't expecting, then you step up to the plate and deal with that consequence. So try to keep yourself out of that position. But if you do get yourself into that position and there's a there's some sort of a consequence that needs your support, you step up and support that. You need to. You have to, yeah. but society doesn't, doesn't, uh, doesn't, uh, embrace that. No, anymore. they don't. You're right. In fact, if ago. anything, they push you against that. They want the destruction of the family. Yeah. I, I don't know why that is, but you know, we could get into that. I, I have ideas and th theories and stuff, but let's not go into that today. But you know, right. I want to say this, Alan, real quick. That was a great yep. point by you that we are focusing on the man's responsibility here. Right. There is a huge need and um, absolute there, there's a need and you know, there also is a female responsibility here too, but that's not our focus here. And we're not going to even touch on that too much. We might right. make a tiny comment here and there, but the reality is it is two sided, but we are men and we are focusing on the man side. Look, if it, if it was something that's happening to me personally, James, okay. Yeah. Me personally, then am I going to be blaming everybody else or am I going to be taking responsibility for my own actions? Right. And that's what we're talking about. Men, I should do that individually and men should do it as a whole right. uh, is not to go, oh, well, she, uh, she should be doing this. She should be doing that. No, you take responsibility for your own actions. Well, and, and that's a big yeah. thing right now, man. Like, think about it. You know, in culture, male, female doesn't matter. Gender doesn't matter with this, but nobody takes responsibility for anything. Well, yeah. Yeah, it's what can what can you get away with? Right. What yeah. can you get away with? And you know, so that that's man, <laughs> there are just so many problems here and we've got to work on these things, but man, man. But I mean, here's the thing. Take care yeah. of what we can take care of. Right yep. now, you and I, we're middle-aged men. What can we encourage men to do? Encourage men to A Stay out of situations you shouldn't be in. Right. B, if you get yourself into a tough situation, because we've all been there, if you get yourself into a tough situation, be a man and step up to the plate and provide and protect and, and do your duty as a man. Absolutely. That's what we all need to do. Yep. Even inside our family units. You know, it's not just these off the cuff situations we're talking about, you know, it's even as, even as a, as a father, as a husband, as a, you know, whatever, like we still have to deal with this stuff before going on this podcast, you know, I had stuff to do around this house, man. You know, yeah. I was taking care of business. I was taking care of responsibilities. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you got to do that. Uh, uh, you got to follow through with that kind of stuff, man. And, and man, listen, do, do I sure. like it? <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. Listen, it's not it always you fun. A, you get a sense of responsibility. You get a sense of accomplishment when you yeah. do these things, even if it's a little thing, dude, you feel good about it and you're okay with, with fucking off after that. 
Yeah. You, know, you, you feel like you deserve to just kick back and relax. But you feel a sense of responsibility, a sense of productivity, a sense of accomplishment when you knock something down, even if it's something small. Yeah. You know, because you know that that was what was your fam- that was what your family needed. You know? Right. Exactly. But how many how many men like our age and younger? I don't think a lot older than us, but a lot of a lot of men our age and younger are playing video games all day, man. Yeah. A lot of them. I know. Like, well, their girls are working. Listen, oh, <laughs> oh, man. In, oh, my, in my medical practice, man, oh, man. Oh, the man. number of people I talk to where men like literally are unemployed and their, their girls are employed. They're unemployed yeah. and the girls are employed. And I'm like, what do you do all day? Play video games. Dude, I want to strangle them. What are you doing? You get driven around by your girlfriend who works. <laughs> oh, my Come gosh. on, man. Beta male. Come on. We talked about that, right? We talked about this. Listen, it's okay to play video games, man. Yeah. Do your work an hour a day, maybe, if you have nothing else going on. Get some stuff done, man. You know, you know. Wow. What are you doing? Come on, guys. Exactly. (sighs) Anyways. Anyways. All right. So that's kind of an intro to like last week and plus we went way off on some tangents, but that felt so good. (laughs) So, where are we going now, man? <laughs> well, weren't you? You were talking about some uh, some music stuff, I yeah, think, right? So, yeah, uh, yeah. So, listen to this. I'll, okay, go ahead. All, all right. right. So, this is great. This is so. All right. Cool. Yeah, this is cool. All right. So, so my wife is a couple years younger than me. And uh, we were talking about making some playlists, some music playlists. Yeah. So, we're on Apple Music. And I said to my wife, I'm like, okay, give like, let's talk about like when we were younger, what kind of music, you know, was like influential to you? Like when, when was the first time you remembered like listening to music on the radio? Okay. Mm. And I'm two years older than her. Okay. So, but the cool thing is she can appreciate and loves the music. Even I think almost younger than I did. Like she can appreciate the music of when I first started listening, even though she was two years younger than me. So long story short, we decided that the music that like was most influential to us when we first started, not most influential to us, like overall now in our lives, but like as we first started, like what was the time frame and the period of music that like, you know, got you into music. And for us, it was a range of five years. It was like 1987 to 92. Okay. Okay. 87, 92. So you're finishing the eighties, right? So you got your eighties music, which is incredible. And you're finishing the eighties. So much going on there. Oh my gosh. Incredible stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then you're heading into the nineties, which was starting to get a new look and your top, you know, your, your radio music in the early nineties was not what my favorite from the nineties is, which is the, you know, the grunge alternative stuff that wasn't your radio play. You know, that kind of came a little bit later in the nineties, maybe mid nineties, but also wasn't your main radio play. It was still kind of leftover eighties and kind of some early nineties stuff. So anyways, 87, 92. So I decided to put a playlist together. And so I started looking at some billboard hits and different things. And you know, of course, in the 80s, we had John Cougar Mellencamp. Let's talk about him for a second. <laughs> Ooh, I got a story about him, but go yeah, ahead. let's hear it. No, go ahead, man. Do you want to hear it? All yeah. Right. So uh, what, one of my good friends uh, lived in Canada, 
Um, and, um, and you know, he just real quick, he, he, he was in the military in Canada. He was stationed in Maryland. That's where I met him. He lived Mm. next door to a doc that I used to work with and he played music. So that's how we kind of hooked up and became friends anyway. Yeah. He, uh, he moved back to, to Canada and, uh, I used to visit him all the time. That's why I was okay with moving to upstate New York. Cause I was like, well, I can, close to, close I, to your I can visit my friends, yeah, you know, sure. all the time. Um, I remember it, that. I remember that. Like, yeah. You even told me that when we met. Yeah. So anyway, uh, he called me one day and he goes, Hey man, uh, I called the, <laughs> I called the radio station and I won front row tickets to John Cougar Mellencamp. I was no like, what? Way. And he goes, you got to come up. So, uh, it was in Ottawa and, um, and we saw, uh, we saw him at uh, whatever the Ottawa arena is. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, anyway, I have, uh, I have some pictures and video of me like front row with them. It was amazing. It was really cool, man. So I saw him real quick. Another sidebar here. I saw him. I don't, I've, I've lost track of time. It's 2022. I don't know how many years ago this was 10 years ago. Maybe I saw him. There was this concert series, like farm, farm aid, farm aid. Yeah. 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 And it was at the Syracuse, New York. It was at the triple a baseball stadium inside the stadium. And it was the opening act was Willie Nelson. How is (laughs) Willie Nelson an opening act? First of all, because he's a legend because he's farming pot. <laughs> and dude, by then he was like 85. I mean, he's 105 now. So he's old, but like Willie Nelson, a pioneer, an incredible artist. He was yeah. the opening act. The middle right. act was John Cougar Mellencamp. Mm, and we amazing. were like 20, 20 people back, 15 people back. I mean, it was a general admission, but you know, I'm, awesome. good at, I'm good at getting up close. So we were probably yeah. even closer than that. I mean, you were elbowing your way up there. Yeah, know? I could throw something and hit it easy. <laughs> so, and then the, the headliner was Bob Dylan, which I actually wanted to see John Cougar more than I wanted to see Bob Dylan. But, anyways, I went to see him there and he's like smoking on the side of the stage, coming out and playing his music. And he sounded exactly like you yeah. on the, on the radio. He was incredible. And this yeah. is later in his career. I mean, this right. was 10 years ago, which at that yeah. point it was way past his prime. Wow, man. That's, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. He was, yeah, awesome. he sounded good when I saw him too, man. I, I was, bet. I was shocked. I bet he's just a cool dude and just plays good music. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying he's probably some like, you know, you know, instrumentally or, you know, technically is he some, you know, juggernaut? Probably not. But he, like overall, overall, he's incredible. You talk about, you th- think about all the hits he had, but he's kind of like the American uh, yes. uh, folk uh, singer yes. of the 80s, right? Yeah. Like, like you were almost, saying. Almost, you know, we talked last time about Fogarty. Like, is he like, yeah. is he like the next step of Fogarty? Just all these hits. But the, here's the thing. So this is what I want right. to bring up today. All right. And yeah. that's kind of funny that I just, we just kind of talked about that. We just kind of came up with, is he like the 80s version of the 70s Fogarty? So here's my question for you. Go ahead. As I was going through these 87 to 1987 to 1992 hit list. Right. I started to look at some different artists and I, I, I heard this other artist and I'm like, I kind of liked this artist, you know, in the early nineties. And all I could think in my head was 
I think he's the '90s version of of John Cougar Mellencamp. So John Cougar Mellencamp's the '80s version. Yep. This guy's the '90s version of John Cougar Mellencamp. Okay, so lo- let me just think about this for a yeah, second. Yeah, okay. Because so, you, you right. haven't told me this right, answer. No, no, we have no, not. I'm, I'm dying to hear about this. We have not talked about this off air. I have not given him any clues. And '90s version of John Cougar Mellencamp. Okay, so let me just let me just walk through it just a little bit. All right, all so right. yep. So it's a acoustic guitar guy, right? Pretty much. I mean, yeah. I mean Cougar Say, has yes, a band yes, and all that, yes. but yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. he's like, yes. you know, yeah, right? not tons of electric guitars, more yeah, acoustic, but, some electric but band, and there's a band, band or whatever. There's okay. a band. Yep. Okay, and he does, you know, little pink houses for you and me, you know, that yeah, kind of stuff. I'm giving you three guesses because that's fair. <laughs> I'm giving you three guesses because it's super tough to get this off the first guess. You might, I, I have a feeling you might get it, but I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know, know, but okay. I'm going to give you three because I can think of some other people that you might throw in there, which would be a good guess, but, but might, this, might not nail it. This is an individual artist, right? It's not mm-hmm. a, like a band, individual yes. artist. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Without a doubt is an individual artist, but has a band. You got to think 90s, man. Put your head in there. Okay, but okay. All right. I'm going to throw the first one out. Throw it. If you nail it, I'm gonna, I might smash my beer glass on the ground here. But I know this isn't the one. I don't know. I think you might be close, no, man. Be, no, because you don't like this artist, and I th- okay. and you said you kind of like. I do like, like this guy. All right, <sighs> then don't throw him out because I like this guy. Rethink. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's disqualified if you hate. Don't him. say the guy that I don't like because it ain't him. I think you know who I'm talking about, right? I'm not as okay. Not Billy right, Joel. No, no, no. Oh, he's he's old too. Yeah, piano. he's old. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's piano. He spans so many gener- you know, so many decades. Yeah, he's more of the 70s anyway. Yeah, I mean, I, of course, he was in the 80s, but yeah. Okay, all right. I think of him as the eight, uh, 70s. Anyway, okay, okay. Okay. Uh, oh man, acoustic guitar guy. Yeah, come on. In the in the nineties, like once you find out who I'm thinking, you're gonna be like, I can't believe how obvious that was. Oh my gosh! Okay, acoustic guitar guy. Was he around in the eighties and he just popped in the nineties? Very tail end of the eighties, he had some hits, but made it okay. I got one in the nineties. All right, I got one. Okay, Brian Adams. Ding, 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 ding. (laughs) No way. It's him, man. (laughs) How is he not the 90s version of John Cougar Mellencamp? I can't believe about that for a second. You nailed it. Wait, but here's the thing, man. I got to hear. What was your first guess? Who's the guy I don't like? Dave Matthews. Oh yeah, because he's a good yeah, guitar. That's completely different, though. That's more jazzy, I think. Or right? alternative. Like, oh yeah, just different. But like, think about Brian Adams for a second and some of his yeah. hits. In like right. the tail end of his his eighties hits, the, the right. end of the eighties, you know, eighty seven to eighty nine, and then his nineties cuts like a knife. Even some of the slow stuff, heaven, everything I do, like he had a lot of hits, a ton of them. And it just reminded me so much of John Cougar. 
I just cannot believe I got that. Yeah, I thought I'm you would, shocked. man, if we talked through it. I really did because there, you know, I, again, this is no amazing epiphany that I had, but I was just thinking to myself, this guy's like so much like him, but a different decade, you know? Yeah, he was definitely, you know, I kind of think of Brian Adams late 80s, I guess. Uh, yeah. More he had than a couple hits, but but yeah, I mean, but that's where he started, right? So right, yeah, you're right. right. Well, so if we don't call him the '90s version, we at least call him like the guy the that came guy. after. Yeah, the next guy that was very similar guy. to uh, John Kruger. Yeah, right. yeah, I can see that. I can Both see good that. artists, you know, and uh, had a lot of hits and just put out good music. Oh, right, he's one of those guys that you know uh, he's deceivingly hard to sing karaoke too. like he can get off that i bet his voice is really good it's really good good. and he's canadian dude i I know he doesn't think two plus two equals four is white no i guarantee you that (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh i hope he does oh yeah (laughs) For everybody's sake. Yeah. <laughs> For humanity. That's pretty cool, man. I can't wait to hear this playlist that you got. Yeah. It's really, you know, it's interesting, though. So I was talking to my wife about it, and then we'll go on to kind of our, our next topic. But yeah, I was talking to her a little bit about it. And I said, you know, it's interesting how 87 to 92 is only five years. Yeah. But music from 87. So think of 1987 and then think of 1992. Right. That five years, the differences between those five years are enormous, maybe more enormous than any other five year period in like history. Mm. And I'm just, I'm just throwing yeah. that out there. I could be totally off the wall with that, but you know, in 87, you're still in eighties music, which is kind of poppy keyboardy, Rocky, you know, stuff that was yeah. so yeah. good to listen to. Right. By 92, man, you had some, Super techno stuff mm. like the band Snap and Rhythm is a Dancer and some of that stuff. Plus, you had some, you had some rap stuff. You had like House <laughs> of Pain jump around, and like, that's completely yeah. different than '87. Where was Tone Loke in there? In was there? He, was he in, in there? there? Okay. He's in that right. five years. Wild Thing, Funky Cole Medina. He's in there. Hmm. Yeah, rap was just starting to come out, like at least mainstream. I mean, it was out before that, but mainstream. It was starting to get better at rap than yeah. it was in the 80s. Yes. You know, yes. 80s. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's the beginning of rap, so you got to tip your hat a little bit. But yeah. It was getting better. Well, and we like, talk a lot about, like, you know, we talk a lot about grunge, you know, movement and in rock music and how awesome the grunge movement was after 80s was kind of hairband and, and, yeah. and kind of lost its way. But 90s hip hop was revolutionary, too, really, if you think about it. You know, Man, it, went from, it went from Run DMC right. to like Biggie and Tupac and some of that stuff. I mean, that that was, to me, that was like, they got it. They figured yeah, it they out. They finally figured it out. I mean, yeah. Yeah. The other stuff was kind of cheesy almost. It was. I mean? It was. You know? Yeah. Um, do you remember Herbie Hancock? <laughs> Herbie. 
Herbie Hancock. <laughs> oh my gosh. Remember that? It was so yeah, terrible. I mean, he's like a jazz fusion dude, but he came yeah. out with some crazy synth stuff. I don't know. Yeah, there was some bad <sighs> stuff back in the day. Crazy man. business, man. <laughs> well, listen, man, I um we we got so I mean, I've I'm I thought of like 10 different topics we can talk about. Yeah. Uh, on on what we talked about so far. But today is Sunday, so it's Sunday football, and yeah. I just wanted to say a couple of things, right? right. First of all, may have it. Uh, I want to say just real quick, uh, my favorite football team is now dead Ugh. because you know who killed the Redskins? Mm. The woke culture yeah. killed them. Yep. Okay. For anybody out there had any doubt that they could do, uh, they're just they're, they're just talk and they're not going to change anything. Mm-hmm. The Redskins were named in 1932, and they got rid of them. It's it's ridiculous. So today was the Washington versus Dallas game. Okay, one of the biggest rival Enormous. rivalries for us. You know, for me as a Washington fan. Yeah. And, uh, um, and I think that it's just a sad state of affairs. All right. So dude. All right. So tell me this, you're a bills fan. Okay. And I like yeah. the bills. Yeah, no, because we're best friends, man. So we kind of yeah. support each other's teams. Like exactly. not first, not, you know, you'll always be a Redskins fan, always be a bills fan, but like I root for the yeah. Redskins every week. Right. And, you know, I think, I think you root for the bills, like as long as they're not playing each other, you know? So, yeah, I mean, that, that that's the bottom line, but who is the bills biggest rivalry? Oh, man, that, so the, that it depends on the decade. It depends on the situations, but okay, like, the last 20 years, last 20 years, it's gotta be new England, right? It's gotta be I mean, new England because like they just crushed us for, for 20 years. Okay. So that's your rivalry. Okay. okay. And let's just say that next year you play New England, yep. but now you're the Buffalo Horses. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, man. I quit. <laughs> yeah. Everybody named William is pissed because you're named the Bills. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I know. <laughs> Buffalo Bill, apparently, but. Right. Right. So anyway, anyway, the the whole point is, is that they just ruined football for me. So anyway, today we played Dallas and we were, yeah. we were horrible as usual. We wore, all right, get this. Who, those who don't know. Okay. Redskins are burgundy and gold. That's our yeah. colors. Guess what our uniforms are like today. colors that represent that organization yes. from day one till yes. day infinity. Right. But guess what our uniform colors were today? I don't know you know this. Black and yellow. Why? And what was the point of all that? So I have a couple. Of, uh, first of all, we look like the retarded Steelers. Oh, I okay. Steelers. And, and the second thing is, is that you're all black with yellow trim. There's no, there's no burgundy anywhere. Right. Right. And number three, you debut those those brand new uniforms. You debut them in Dallas. What is wrong with this organization? Stupid. I mean, come on. But 
Anyway, so we lost. Was, was that one of their like? Was that one of their uniforms from back in the day? Because I know they do throwback stuff, right? Like you throwback no. uniforms. No, we just never had black uniforms, dude. It was just some stupid idea from somebody yes. in marketing that's like, let's do yep. black and yellow. Yep. Yep. Oh my gosh, man, that's it's an alternative uniform that should be burned. Basically, well, it's while, a good thing they lost them. They'll never go back to those again. Hopefully, while Wentz is wearing them. They should burn them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but all right, let, let's talk about a positive thing. All right. Tell me about right. the bills today, man. Oh my gosh, man. So I'm a Buffalo bills fan have been since basically I can remember, which my first memory of like watching a football game with my dad as a little boy was 1987. Yeah. And so I became a bills fan In 87. They were just starting to kind of like, breakthrough maybe possible playoffs and stuff before they went on their four Super Bowl runs. And uh, so I'm watching the game today and mm. we've got Super Bowl aspirations this year. Like we've oh, got yeah. we've got a top to bottom team. Yep. Just we've got great backups. You know, we've we've been hit hard with injuries early in the season, but still we're not making excuses. Top to bottom team. I mean it's week four. Week four. Great quarterback. We should be four and oh you know, yep. we, we gave away a game last week, but, you know, great. We got a really good team, promising team. And in the second quarter, we're down 20 to three. <laughs> 20 to three. Baltimore, My, right? Yeah, Baltimore Ravens, which are no joke, man. They're a good team. They're I good know, every they're year. Good. They've been good since they started. I know. And my son and I, who he's 10, you know, and, and we're just looking at each other and we're like, Oh, I was man. flirting with going like finding something else to do for the day. Cause why should I waste three hours watching when my team, and it's not a situation where like my team was not as good. It was a situation where my team came out flat, didn't play mm. hard and weren't playing to their abilities. And I'm like, you know what? If you guys aren't going to give it your all, why should I spend my time doing this yeah. when there's things as a man I can be doing around the house, get ahead on things, whatever. Right. Right. So I was flirting with walking away, but I said, you know what? Let me give them till the, like halfway through the third quarter and see if they make a comeback. Well, right before half, they score a touchdown. Now it's all of a sudden 20 to 10. They're within 10 right. points. Okay. Ravens get the ball in the second half. Yeah. I'm thinking we got to stop them on that drive because if they make any points at all, yeah. it kind of puts us, you know, a little further behind again and that's trouble. Right. We shut them down on the first drive and we go down and get a field goal. Now it's 20 to 13. Mm. We're within one score. Now it's a game. It's a game in the third quarter. Yeah. Then, then we stop them the next drive. Unbelievable. Yeah. And eventually we go down and score a touchdown and tie the game. It's 20, 20. We were down 20 to three. We're wow. shutting them down and we're scoring wow. 20, 20, 20 defense coming through. So the rest of the game, it was back and forth 20, 20. There wasn't a whole lot of time and we, our defense shut them down. They didn't score again in the rest of the game. And we were able to wow. march it down at the end in the fourth quarter and basically run the clock out on like the three yard line to two seconds and kick a field goal to win it 23, 20. So they had 20 at half. They let, they left the game with 20. Wow. It was incredible. They didn't let the Ravens score at all in the second half. Nope. That is huge, man. We're down like four starters on defense and we just balled out, man. How pumped are you going into? I was throwing pillows, screaming, (laughs) 
Yeah, my son and I were high fiving each other. It was pretty pretty awesome. Actually. That is awesome, dude. Yeah. yeah, it was cool. It was cool. Uh oh my gosh. Well, all right. So you know, like I told yeah. you, uh, you know, I'm kind of half hearted watching my Washington team because it's like, uh, do I get into it or not? And you know, we have a bad team, and then they change the name and all that stuff. So, but anyway. So I, I watched the first quarter and I was like, you know what? I got some stuff to do. Let me go out to Lowe's and get some stuff. And so I turned on the game on the radio and just to listen to it while I was driving in the store and back and stuff. Yep. And so they have the play by play by play guy. Yeah. Okay. And then they have a color commentator who is an ex redskin from like the hogs days. Okay. And then they have a third person who happens to be a female and she contributes zero to the conversation do you want to know why i would love to know why has she ever played football has she ever played a snap a down an instant of football no and that's the reason why she has nothing to contribute yeah i mean would you consider yourself an expert on football? Me? Yeah. I, I, I've never played a, a snap either. No, me either. I'm not an expert. Nope. I can give you my opinion because I've watched a ton of it. I've been a fan for a long time. Sure. I would, I would almost be able to go out on a limb and say, has she even been a fan of football her whole life like you and I have been? I bet you she's – you know what, Alan? She, I'm going to go out on a limb here. She's less She's less qualified than you and I would be to, to do that job. Oh, man. All right. Let's let's even give her, give her the benefit of the doubt. She's, okay. watched, she's watched every game from yep. a certain team, whatever, because yep. her dad likes them or whatever. Yep. So she, maybe she even went to a game or two. Yep. All right. So what qualifies her to comment on a game? about strategy, about plays, about a certain player's abilities, nothing. about anything nothing that has just, to do with football. Just like you and I wouldn't really have any leg to stand on other than no. watch games. You know We're who not- I you know who I want to hear doing yeah. comments yeah. on games? Yeah. Ex NFL players. Even players I hate I used to to hate Tony Romo. He's an incredible commentator. He knows the game. He can dissect the game. And, you know, Peyton Manning, any of those, you know, even I I hated Troy Aikman, but he was an excellent quarterback. He's he's amazing. And he's an even, I would say, even better commentator. Yeah. And and to think about like these. How about Collinsworth? Can't stand the guy. I still can't stand him. But he knows the game. Does, but he's a total douche. (laughs) Do you know anybody that likes Chris Collinsworth? Who likes him, even as an announcer? Well, I think that's why they keep him on because everybody like is buzzing about. Oh, he's (laughs) he sucks. He's so bad. You know what I mean? Everybody hates him. So ah, he's generating some talk. But here's the thing. Here's what I wanted to bring up on this podcast: women as broadcasters. Okay, so in any professional male sport, Mm. we're talking about hockey, basketball, 
Mm-hmm. Football, football and baseball. baseball. Okay. Those are kind of the four main ones. The big ones. Okay. Yep. So uh, let me just go back real quick to uh, baseball. I went to a couple of Orioles games this year. I'm a big Orioles fan, as you know. Yep. yep. And uh, so I went to a couple of games this year. I recorded a video for J- <laughs> for James on the announcer, the stadium announcer is mm-hmm. a female. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which I could see maybe being okay. They're announcing players names and it's you know. not okay. It's not okay. Okay. But all right. Is but, there a woman on the team? No, there's no, then there shouldn't be a woman announcing. Uh, I, okay. Okay. But, but anyways, of, go ahead of, of all of it. I'm talking about in the stadium, you hear the voice over the top, you yeah. know, going, okay. So it's the seventh inning. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're, down by one. Okay. There's, there's a man on first and second. Okay. All right. So now crowds pumping up. Come on. We gotta go. We gotta go. And here's her announcement. Cedric Mullins. Really? That's your pump up. I'll tell you why. Alan, I'm going to tell you why. Go ahead. She doesn't understand what's going on. Yeah. That's that's very. She doesn't true. understand what's going on, and even though you and I have have never played at that level, mm. we don't have the experience, the no. the 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 resume to no. do what she does, even. But we at least understand situational baseball. So the qualification for her getting that job, I'm assuming, because I don't know, I wasn't in the interview. There's one qualification. One. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Tell me what it is. No, the qualification was she's got tits. Basically. Okay. She, they're looking for a woman, a woman to fill that spot. Yeah, so they can tell everybody. She has, that- she has two X chromosomes. That was, that was the only qualification she needed. Hey, listen, you yeah. want to, you want to talk about it? Joe Biden, sleepy Joe. Go ahead. All he wanted was an XX chromosome with dark skin for his vice president. She didn't have to know anything. She didn't have to have any experience. She didn't have to have any brain cells as evidenced by her press, you know, her press um, interviews. She's a complete and utter failure and moron. And you know what? All they wanted was an XX chromosome with, with dark skin. How is that not racist? How is that not, you know, everything that they say that the, the other side is? Well, I mean, okay, that that's one thing, and you're a hundred percent right about it. But but somebody voted those morons in, right? A lot of people did, well, yeah. and they bought Half into the country, it, right? Half the country, right? Right. But we're talking about a job, a job that that uh, if it's between uh, a, a male announcer who knows baseball and, and can pump up a crowd in the right yep. situations yep. or a female yep. that maybe went to announcing school. I don't know if she did or not, but doesn't know as much as the male it's, it's, right. it's obvious. There's no way she does. And how's no diaphragm. Cedric Mullet, come on! I mean, that's what I want to hear in that situation, man. You want to get the crowd going, but here's the thing, man. Come she on. might, she might have that capability. Not, not the same, not the same capability as a man would have in that situation, right? But even if she has the capability to like 
deepen her voice, get the crowd pumped up. Yeah. The difference is she didn't understand that that's what needed to happen. Yeah. Well, it's apparent. Okay. So that's one situation. Yeah. But I'm talking about, uh, uh, you know, some of the, some of the stats are, uh, gender disparity in sports broadcasting. So on the radio, on the TV. Okay. Nine percent, nine, I think it's 9.3% of all broadcasting in uh, major sports are female. Nine percent. Yeah. It should be zero. Yeah. <laughs> ah. I mean, listen, if it's in female sports, Do knock, it. It, knock it down, knock listen. it down. You guys played, you understand, you get it. It's a right. different scenario. This yeah. is not male chauvinistic gender. This is not man hating women. It's none of that. Certain things, man, in this life, men just have to do and yeah. women women have no place in it one of them yeah. is male sports and just because male sports are the major sports baseball hockey basketball baseball just because those are the major uh um money making sports okay mm-hmm. uh uh doesn't mean that you need to be in involved. No. Okay. Because, because if, if, if female, if women's basketball, the WNBA actually made any money, uh, I would have no problem with an all female broadcasting. Of course, of course, you know, and you know, absolutely. Why do you think Charles Barkley goes and does uh, that kind of stuff? It's because they're trying to get viewers because they have no money, man. I know it doesn't generate money. And just because it's the most popular, right? I mean, that's what we're talking about. I remember there was this woman who so stupid. Yeah, there was this woman who actually made like a a men's college football team as a kicker. And she made it as a kicker and like actually kicked some field goals. And I remember going online and kind of making some comments about how, you know, how ridiculous I thought it was that they were letting women play men's sports. And you would not believe how (laughs) much I got mutilated by <laughs> you know the, the you know the the average american just attacking me over saying those kinds of things like listen i'm not saying i'm not an anti-woman person i love women women have so many great qualities they're so valuable we need them in society yes, we do but we need them to do what they're best at and they're not best at doing what men are good at you know and there they're are different roles at- yeah, they're not best at understanding the interest intricacies of baseball. They're not or football. They're not. Okay. They don't play it. And even if they do, the mind and the way the male mind works compared to the female mind is different. I mean, this is something that is strictly male. All right. Uh, I mean, I listen. I don't like hearing a guy that doesn't know what the fuck they're doing on any broadcast. Yeah. Oh, I know. Trust me. I was yelling at the game today. You know, the Bills game, we talk about that. And we got these announcers who are basically completely one-sided, basically pointing out all the penalties the Bills were doing and not pointing out any of the ones that the Ravens were doing. And I was (laughs) screaming at them saying, why aren't you calling that? You're, you know, 
to the refs and to the announcers and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, and those are men who are getting it wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't that just piss you off, man? Yeah. Yeah. Here, I mean, here's, here's something that's cool, man. I got to tell you something real all quick. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. So when my wife and I are watching professional sports, usually yeah. it's football. Yep. Okay. Cause we don't watch, I mean, ma- baseball and football. We don't watch a whole lot of like basketball. And I used to be a huge basketball fan when Michael Jordan was there, but it's a different game now. And yeah. you got whiners like LeBron and just, you can't stand watching that. Right. But him and his base- dumb beard. Yeah. He's an idiot. <laughs> baseball and football. When we're watching those games. Yep. My wife will be sitting right next to me. Yep. And when she sees a female reporter, she yep. gets pissed. She's like, I hate female reporters. They don't know what they're talking about and they shouldn't be doing it. That's my wife's perspective. And it just feels like it's just inserted because it's wokeism. They like what to. we've been talking about. Right? It's yes. Yes. It's absolutely, uh, you know, checking a box. It's checking a box. It's it's filling. If it, like you said, if it comes down to a male who knows what he's talking about, or a female that doesn't, it's going to be the female. And you know what? You can apply that to all kinds of other things. Yes, and it why, is applied to all sorts of other things. What? Why do females feel it necessary that they have to be in the Boy Scouts? That's a male fellowship in uh, 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 that's a whole nother podcast, Alan, that somehow women are allowed in Boy Scouts now. That's insanity. Again, another incredible example of how progressivism caused the woke movement to take over things that were actually really positive for men and boys. Yeah, things that we need to train men and boys to be, you know, yes. we, you know. Again, we talked about this in one of our earliest podcasts about how men need to be an absolute animal, but controlled, yep. right? Like an animal, but controlled. Things like Boy Scouts and things like that train boys to do manly things and and learn how to control the animal inside them. There's and a lot women, of yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to say, there's a lot of things that happen on Boy Scout camping trips uh, that are talked about or uh, whatever. And do you think that that you would speak your mind or speak an inner, uh, uh, um, you know, be be um, what do you call it? Be a vulnerable. Mm-hmm. If there were women around, other girls that of were from your school. Of course not. Of course not. Because the whole time you're thinking about, I mean, you're trying knows? to. Maybe yeah. you think they're cute and you don't want to like yes. be vulnerable in front of them. Exactly. Maybe you think that you can't trust them because they're right. not a boy. Yeah. They're not going to think like you. There's a, a myriad of reasons, a multitude of reasons why you're not going to do that. This was specifically made for boys to learn how to become men and learn the skills needed to be men. Yep. Rope yep. tying, first aid, shooting, uh, environmental uh, conservative stuff. Yes, protective man. stuff. Yes. Leadership roles, all sorts of things. And w- w- uh, uh, okay, when I was in Boy Scout, I'm an Eagle Scout. 
-hmm. there was a, there was a certain time where they, I went on a trip. Uh, we had a subset of the boy scouts that was called the explorer scouts. Mm -hmm. Okay. That was co-ed. So we went on, you know, adventures. We went Mm -hmm. on a, uh, on a, on a a scuba trip and things like that. I mean, that that's okay. I was 16, 17. I'm getting ready to get out, Mm -hmm. you know? Uh, but if they want to combine it later, like in, in, in in, that's fine. Well, but, but the boy scouts is, uh, is a way that men can teach boys how to become men. Yep. And how to be vulnerable with and each other. No and there's no place to- for a woman or a girl in that scenario. No. Because no woman or girl is needs to be taught how to be a man. No. This is this- simple, simple stuff, folks. I mean, this is, this is an example of how woke culture mm. is destroying the men uh, and how they are taught, okay, uh, uh, and and infiltrating a fellowship opportunities, yeah, okay. Th- this is it's detrimental. It is, and I think you know it does stem from like a feminist movement in a way because women feel threatened by that. Women feel threatened by Boy Scouts and men teaching men, other boys to be men because they feel like in that in that teaching they're going to teach them to be like to kind of suppress women. Let me tell you what right now, you know, a good man like you and I and good you know, organizations like the Boy Scouts are not teaching men to trample women. They're teaching men to protect women. They're teaching men to provide for women. They're teaching men to be the knight in shining armor to these women who need it. And the women should soak it up and love it because realistically, women want a man to be by their side and help them and lead them and, sh- and, and protect them and provide for them and, and do those kinds of things. And I know progressive culture wants to flip it around and say, I'm a woman. I don't need no man to take care of me. Okay. Mm. If you're honest with yourself, you want a man by your side because you know what women and traditionally that have a man, that's just a yes, man. That's a beta male by their sides. That's, more of a dysfunctional relationship than anything you can speak of. We're talking about skills, man. And I, and I'm not saying women can't learn skills. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that, that, that men need fellowship with other men and they need to learn these, these skills and they need to develop Uh, into an adult male mind. That's an actual alpha male that we've been talking about. Yeah. And you can't get there if there's infiltration of, of women into stuff that's, that they have nothing to do with. Well, okay. It's, it's, it's it's not that it's, it's not that the women need to be in girl scouts to learn how to bake. That's not what I'm saying. Right. At all. It's exactly everything that you've already said. We need to be protectors. Yeah, and here's the thing, man. Are you looking to go in and be part of Girl Scouts? Hell no. Sell some cookies and learn how to like whatever the hell they do? No. 
No, no, because no man wants to be part of that. Why is it the other way around? There's supposed to be some separation between genders because it's supporting the wonderful aspects and unique things that are that are associated with each gender. Like it's yeah. it's actually a beautiful thing that men and women are different. We need that. We want that. It causes us to flourish as humans and as individuals coming together in relationships. Women get, yeah, I agree, man. Women get together and they drink wine and drink pumpkin spice coffee and watch <laughs> Hocus Pocus, man. I mean, it's cool. <laughs> I want nothing Mid- to do with that. Get me a sweater while you're at it. Like, cause I want, I'm cold and I want that sweater. And guess what? I'll be chopping some friggin' wood outside so you yeah. can stay warm with our sweaters. <laughs> all right. Exactly. Listen, these are the roles that are, that were put forth be- before us and we have nothing to do with it, man. This well, you is know what, just man? what and, it is. And I know we got to wrap this up in just yeah. a couple minutes, okay, but yeah, the reality yeah. is this, Alan is go ahead. These roles, you know, so the feminist movement and, and man hating women would say, well, these roles were created by male chauvinists, you know, uh, you know, the patriarchy, the, 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 the male, the male, you know, the, the male supremacy type stuff. That's not true. That's not true. Now was, was some of that stuff put in place by men that were like miss or were abusing their power? Absolutely. Absolutely. And we are absolutely a million percent against that. That's garbage. Those men are not real men. No, but the reality is, the roles that were created for men and women were not created specifically by men and women. They were created, whatever you believe in as your creator, but men and women are different biologically, psychologically, genetically. We are different. We think have about, different roles. Think about this just real quick. And I feel yeah. like it was, it was uh, created as a form of efficiency. So uh, men are, Bigger, stronger, as a general rule. Of course. And uh, who's going to kill that deer or antelope for for food that night? Yeah. Okay. Or who's going to protect the little kids and the and the and the wife from the co- pack of coyotes that are like starting to swarm the ho- household? Exactly. You know. Exactly. So it, I mean, it, it, it's coming out of. Uh, the virtue of the human body and how we are made. Yeah. It just is. It's the way we were made and what doesn't matter who you give credit to for that, but that's, it, it is what it is. We want to talk and about if, science and biology. That's science and biology. Right and if you're you. one of the ones that are trying to get into the boy Scouts, get your daughter into the boy Scouts, shame on you. Shame on you. Take your daughter to the Girl Scouts yes. and leave the boys. You know what? Because you're harm. You're not only are you harming your daughter, you're harming society. And you're teaching your daughter the wrong things. You're teaching her that she can be as powerful as a boy. And it's not that she can't be as valuable as a boy. Every human is valuable to the same level. We're if all you valuable to the same, but we yes. are not all equal. You have a different role. What is your role? What is my role? It's different. If you want your daughter to learn how to shoot an arrow or whatever that we do in the Boy Scouts, you know, if you want that for her, good on you. 
The and main- get a good man to help teach her that. Get a man that yes. helps teach her that. But that is not the Boy Scouts. No. The Boy Scouts are there for is there for fellowship of boys and men. Yep. That that's it. That is the that's bottom it. line, man. That's it. And stay out of sports for fuck's sake. Yeah. Because you just don't, you just don't, you don't know it. You don't. I don't want to hear your opinion because you never played. I don't care. Doesn't want to hear it. I don't care. Some of the comments I heard today of the on the football game, man. One of the other commentators, uh, uh, you know, an ex Redskin guy from back in the seventies and eighties, goes, Gibson. You know, he's got some good moves, man. He's, uh, you know, whatever. And you know what she said? What? She said, yeah, he's definitely got some good moves today. Just stay home. Just go do something else. All right. Exactly. exactly. You're not contributing to anything. You're there for the woke culture. That's exactly. It. It's it, it's checking off a box. It's, <laughs> you know, it's your typical, you know, we've got to have a woman here or somebody who is a minority. And if you buy a commander's jersey, you're a loser. (laughs) Find on Etsy, find on eBay a Washington Redskins jersey. And it better be Riggins or Theisman. Or Art Monk. Or Art Monk. Yeah. Or Daryl Green. Yeah. Those are sweet. Or Joe Jacoby. <laughs> All right. Anyways, All right, man, we gotta wrap this up. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so um, <laughs> we'll bring this back next week. Yeah, and talk about some other good stuff, man. We're going to talk about all kinds of stuff, and it's going to be so much fun. This is getting better and better, man. Every just, week, man, you guys got to tune in. Send us messages. Tell yeah. us what you want us to talk about. Email us. Ask us questions. Email us at. This is what we've been talking at gmail.com. Come on, send us something. Send, send it. us send us a note. Tell yep. us you hate us. Yeah. Tell us you love us. We don't care either way. Tell us Alan is better than James. No. I want to hear it. <laughs> That'll never happen. <laughs> All right, man. Anyway, until next time, man. Good talking to you. Yeah, yeah. Good talking to you too, man. All right, yeah. man. Talk to you next week, brother. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. All right. Bye.